Hey, everybody, this is Larry Little, and you're listening to Crossing the Line, a podcast where I talk with leaders about the moments in their life when they cross the line from leading with their head to leading with their heart, and then from leading with their heart to leading with their head. There's no better example of someone who understands the people side and how to execute than Crystal Brown. I'm so excited to ask Crystal to come back. She was with us about a year and a half ago and had such insight that I've asked her to come back because things have changed for Crystal. Crystal was named president and CEO of the Decatur Morgan County Chamber of Commerce in uh, 2021. And prior to joining the chamber, uh, she had been in various positions uh, across this community, uh, serving uh, in advertising for the Decatur Daily, which is a local newspaper, and then it's legal spokesperson for the Chamber on Economic Development uh, Projects and Strategic Community Initiatives. Uh, she has won uh, a plethora of, of awards. She served on um, the, the board for the Alabama Community College System at Athens State University. Uh, she's also given back working at the Community Free Clinic here in our area and also has won the Decatur Morgan County Minority Development Association Humanitarian of the Year Award last year. So uh, we are so excited to have her on this podcast, not because of all those accolades, but you're going to see. I really uh, want you to listen and tune in to this because if you want some insight, some authenticity, some realness, uh, some tools that you can take away as a leader of any age, Crystal is the person you want to tune into. So I'll be quiet so you can hear from Crystal. Let's jump into that conversation right now. Well, I've been looking forward to this for, what, a year and a half since yeah. we did it last time. Yeah. I'm so glad you decided to come back. Thank you for, for accepting our invitation. Crystal Brown is with us today, and I, I'm going to tell you hands down, um, one of my favorite people, one of, one of the leaders that I truly admire, and I mean that sincerely, uh, and, and I love doing a podcast with you because you have such wisdom. And so welcome. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you, Larry. I appreciate the invitation. Um, I didn't know that you would invite me back, but I certainly appreciate that. So well, I'm, I'm um, so glad that yeah. you chose to, to come in. As we talked about in the intro, your awards and accolades yeah. are just too many to, to, to name almost. <laughs> um, but it, you have really grown in the last year and a half. You've taken a new position. So tell us a little bit about your new position and what you're doing. So um, I would start by saying God has an amazing way of stretching you, um, because when I went to the chamber um, in 2012, um, I was called to to work on business development after spending 18 years at the Decatur Daily in advertising. And it was perfect because I had wonderful connections. I knew Decatur Morgan County and I knew the areas we needed to grow in. Right. And so I thought that uh, business and residential development, that was going to be it for me. And um, I was going to enjoy probably not managing people and um, or leading people, I should say, right. because that's what we really want to be doing. Um, and, and and just enjoying working in um, as, in my individual corner. Um, so uh, no, that's not how it worked out. So uh, <laughs> so what happened? You, so, you you started there. Yeah. And you, did you enjoy that aspect like you thought you would? Very much so. Very much so. Um, you know 
built amazing relationships um, that I didn't have, you know, really grew those. Um, having been on the chamber board um, from 1999 to 2004, mm-hmm. had already developed a lot of good relationships. But right. I tell everyone that's the secret in our sauce here in Decatur, Morgan County, that we work so well together. So we just continue to mm-hmm. to grow those and, and um, build a better Decatur. And so, you know, I thought that's what I would be doing mm-hmm. until... John Seymour decided that he would retire. And um, I I knew then, um, I was sure that um, I was going to be stretched fairly oh, soon. So uh, so when you when you heard that he was retiring, mm-hmm. did it did it just occur to you all at once or was this a progression of into this position? Help us to know how do you get from this developer position, mm-hmm. business developer to the to CEO and president of the company? Well, a few years earlier, um, I had been named vice president and okay. um, as vice president took the leadership um, on several different projects and really took time to really start um learning more about the different programming that um, we provide at the chamber beyond what I was doing. Um, And um, because I could sense that something else bigger was coming. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, If you listen to God, that happens, right? So um, I could see that happening and um, just continue to grow myself and um, just become more involved. And I'll stop right now and tell you that part of that growth came when our dear friend, Representative Terry Collins, called me and asked me about a new board service position um, that I knew nothing about, and it was the Alabama Community College System Board of Trustees. New board, um, the community college system was coming out from under the K through 12 board, and um, I had no idea, first of all, that it would be somewhat controversial. And I also didn't know that that, because I would be serving in District 5, I would also be responsible for being on the board for uh, the Athens State University. but I can tell you, I, the first year was definitely like drinking from a fire hose. But I had the opportunity to to see the impact that the community college system and the transition to Athens State mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. Um, on so many lives. Um, mm. You know, people that are not able to afford college right. um, or four-year institutions. Um, I saw lives change. I heard incredible stories. Mm. So I'll just stop and say that the service, that six years of service was so impactful and was preparing me for where I am today. So, Are you, are you still on the board or is your term ended? I, my term ended last year. And as as it would be, um, John announced his retirement shortly after I uh, rolled off the board. Um, we were seated for two years, appointed by the governor for two years. Uh, they staggered our terms and then I was reappointed for four years. And then we had term limits and rolled off after those those six years. So. And, and in that time, those six years, uh-huh. you what I heard you say is you learned a lot. Oh, yes. But at the same time, you you really realize the importance of those institutions to, to help people. That's right. So, so your your heart for service really, I guess, um, was fulfilled in your ability to go and, and provide leadership in, in an area that is so needed, especially in our area. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so Crystal, you said that, you know, you, you begin to just intuitively and listen to God and you mm-hmm. can hear, but you knew that that he was preparing you for something else. Mm-hmm. 
And then you said, I began to grow in, in some areas. How did you grow yourself? Because I think that's important for leaders for us to learn. How do we grow internally? What, what did you do to grow? Well, one thing I did is, you know, make sure that I was surrounded by people that were brilliant um, not afraid to be in a room with others that were, I felt a lot smarter than myself because you can learn so much. You can't be intimidated. Um, and sometimes it is intimidating, but you have to, you know, pull up your seat at the table and, you know, just begin to glean that information. Did you catch that? Surround yourself with people who are bright, who are smarter than you. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room and don't be intimidated because you're there to learn. You're there to grow. You're never going to grow if you allow fear or intimidation to drive your behavior. I learned that, you know, while other people that I was learning from, also they were learning from me. Um, Mm. You know, we all have um, value. We all bring different um, our different interests, our different, um, you know, things that we've learned along the way to the table mm. and in different perspectives. Mm. And that so is good. so important as a leader yeah. and not being afraid to share those perspectives. Oh, that's awesome. So, so you had to allow yourself, what was it like, Crystal, when you said, okay, I'm preparing myself, I'm a VP, I'm on this board. But, but you said you can't be intimidated. Mm-hmm. How, how does that work? How, how do you not help me? How, how did you not be intimidated when you started surrounding yourself with people, maybe at a different level of leadership? Well, that comes from, you know, my childhood and, and the way I was raised by my parents. Um, a lot of first um, and not being afraid to be That's first. True. Um, you know, it's that's important. And I think we have to instill that in our children. I work hard to instill that in my own, you know, dare to be different um, and not afraid to walk into a room that, um, you know, everyone doesn't look just like you. Sometimes no one looks like you, um, but you you have a calling on your life to do things that are important and you have value. So so. When you walk into a room and no one looks like you, instead of allowing fear to uh-huh. drive your behavior, what mm-hmm. I just heard you say was it, it's about something bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. That's right. Is that right? That's right. So you have this this calling, this responsibility to mm-hmm. not not be afraid to be the first, even if it, it, it's, it has to be fearful. Mm-hmm. But you're saying it's really not about you when you That's walk right. in those rooms. That's right. That's right. I don't have a spirit of fear, right? Mm, that's <laughs> so, beautiful. That's right. And I stop at the door. Oftentimes I have to pause at the door before I walk in and say, God did not give me a spirit of fear. I so, love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You, you don't have a spirit of fear because you allow God to give you his strength. That's right. And your very present help. That's right. Wow. Yeah. And you have, this is not just talk, you've experienced this. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, you, you, oftentimes you'll sit at a table and people will talk around you and above you until you share information that's needed. Um, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, she does have something to share. Um, and, and that can be a little bit uh, disconcerting, but um, you, you learn to, you know, just wait patiently and, um, you know, until it's your turn to speak. And, and when you do, make sure you have something to say. So, yeah. When you speak, make sure you have something to say. Yes. I love that. 
you know, I was speaking with, well, she was on our podcast, Dr. Yvette um, Rice. My dear friend, yes. And she taught me, she said, Lady, sometimes when I go into a meeting, uh-huh. she said, it's how I, pre- how I sit. She said, I have to claim my space. That's right. And she said, so when you go in a meeting, your nonverbal behavior is just as important Absolutely. as what as your verbal behavior. Mm-hmm. And then when you do speak, I love what you said, make sure you have something to say. That's right. Do you find that important though? How your your presence? Do you find that that have you have you grown in the executive presence kind of thing, or is that tell me how you've developed in that area? I think I have. I you know it's again it's not that you don't get intimidated. It's that you have to be very intentional mm-hmm. about knowing where you're going. Stop just a minute and, and think about this. Uh, be intentional uh, on knowing where you are going. Oh wow. Be intentional. Know where you're going um, and instead of haphazardly um, walking or, or stumbling uh, into your leadership journey, into your life, in, into a meeting, into your family. Be intentional. I love it. As I told you, I'm that camel that you yeah. talk about. Um, don't like surprises. So, you know, I want to know who it is I'm meeting with and, you know, a little bit about their background and with social media, LinkedIn and things of that nature. You kind of know who's in the room, you know, oftentimes that you're meeting with. Um, and, you know, after you get to know people, they get to know you. It's less intimidating, obviously. Um, but, but, you know... I, it's important that you prepare before you go into a room and then you can be confident. Look at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so a key to being confident is not just going in and saying, I'm going to be confident. It's you prepare, you do your homework. Correct. You, you do the work it takes to be prepared. Yes. Then that builds the, the confidence and then you go in with intentionality. Huh? That's right. That's you know, I think right. we miss that step sometime, Crystal. That yes. Isn't it important to prepare? Is preparation an important part of your leadership? Very much so. Very much so. Even staff meetings, um, I take time and prepare for those. I don't take those for granted because I don't want to, you know, I'm respectful of the staff's time. Mm. Um, you know, I think it's important. And, you know, I want to honor their time. I want them to know that I honor that time. So um, I think that's important. Preparation is important. And very important. So. so now serving as a CEO and president, mm-hmm. what is it that, that you try to, the culture that you try to uh, instill and lead on in your team, uh, specifically your leadership team mm-hmm. when they come around? Help me to understand what culture are you, and it's an ongoing fluid thing, I realize that, but tell me about what you want to instill in your leadership team. Well, I want to make sure, first of all, that they know how important they are and that we can't perform at our highest level if they're not feeling good, if they're not confident, if they don't know that um, I'm there to support them um, and that we're a team. Um, That's important. Uh, And, you know, I continue to make sure that I help build them up, offer them the opportunities for professional development. Um, You know, whatever their needs are, we've got to meet those needs first and um, before they can go out and perform at the highest level. As you consider in part of your role uh, as an executive, as a CEO, is is to look at who is sitting in what seat mm-hmm. as you look for people to mm-hmm. to be a part of that leadership mm-hmm. what are you looking for for your team for people who that this, this team we're talking about mm-hmm. there's certain things that I know that you value or that you want to have in your in your leadership 
Uh, not that everybody has all the things, but if you're looking for somebody to come in and sit, what are you looking for? Someone that's willing to work. First <laughs> right. Right. Because for some reason, that's a lost art. Isn't it? Um, oh, yes, it holy is. Holy cow. Yes, right. um, but someone who's willing to work, mm-hmm. who is willing to work with a team. Um, you know, we, we are a team of all women. That's not by design. It's just the way it has worked out. And I've had people say to me, oh, that must be difficult. It is not because everyone steps up and they pull their they pull their weight. Um, and then when, you know, say if I'm not quite as busy as the next person, you know, I jump in. I'm not asked to jump in. I do it. And, that's I, great. you know, that's the way we work. And so I'm looking for that person. Yes, we have a mix of personalities, which is a beautiful thing. Yes. We're not all the same. But as a team, we work well together and everyone knows that the next person has got my back and um, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help make you successful. So talk to us about um, this team of women, Mm -hmm. which which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Congratulations for that. (laughs) That's brilliant. But whether women or men or, or whatever, um, there are times when hard conversations have to be made, right? That's true. Have to be had. You yeah. have to have these these difficult conversations. Right. How do you? What have you learned about doing that, and how do you do that now? How do you have those difficult conversations? I'm glad you asked me that because <laughs> I just had one not too too long ago, and what I've learned over the years, um, and this came with wisdom, to, is to not have that those conversations um, right away. Mm. Um, take a day if you need to step back. Um, obviously I pray, uh, and then come back, uh, and, and sit down calmly taking emotion out of it That's good. and just speaking directly about whatever the issue is. Um, that's important. And I think people respect that. Um, all the while I'm making sure that they understand that it's about, um, making our team the best that it can be, um, making sure we present the best we can. Um, it is not personal. It is, it is all about us being the very best we can be. Okay. To recap, just so you can catch this difficult conversations, the top three things you must do. Take some time before you have the conversation, take some time, take emotions out of it and take making it personal out of it. Take some time, take emotion out of it, and take the personal side. In other words, make it about the issue and not the person. Man, that's good stuff. You made a statement um, one time that says, and I've used it Mm -hmm. uh, since you taught it to me, Mm -hmm. and I I just love it. To be unclear is to be unkind. Oh, yes. So how important is it to create that clarity, and how do you do that when you're having these conversations? Or any conversation, I guess. Well, you just have to meet whatever it is head on. You can't um, sweep it under the rug. You can't wait days and days and days and let things fester. Um, you, you do have to be direct. Um, be kind. But again, to be unclear is to be unkind because I think people don't really understand where you are with the situation. Sometimes people think right. things are okay that aren't okay. Right. So, I, you know, I find in communication, 
Um, and it's what we're supposed to be helping leaders to do, right? right. It's, mm-hmm. it's to improve. But I think that lack of clarity is the number one issue. That's right. Uh, I, you know, I may think we're headed in this direction. That's and you right. may think we're headed in that the other direction. Right. And bringing that clarity mm-hmm. is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that, that you do you engage your leadership team with an expectation of that? Or, I mean, you've, you've done a beautiful job of talking about how you have these difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. What are your expectations from those that you lead? Well, excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, excellence. Um, day one, um, I share that with the team. We want to do every single thing we do with excellence. Um, you know, if we need to step back and say, you know, we need to, you know, maybe decide to do less of or more of or not so much of this or that so that we can do everything we do with excellence. Um, that's important. So you just said so brilliant, brilliantly, if we do too many things, mm-hmm. you know, it's better to do a few things with excellence That's right. than a lot of things med- with mediocrity. That's right. Have right. I got that? That's it. So how do you, so Crystal, how do you do that? Because, you know, I know you're like me. I mean, we, we can be, I, I mean, I can just, it's so hard to say no because I can see the need just as clear. I can see oh, a yeah. need. Uh-huh. And so that seeing the need uh-huh. and then having to say no to that need. Right. For, yeah. for leaders, you know, who are like us and who are driven to love people and, mm-hmm. and care for people, um, that's hard, isn't it? It is hard. It is hard. And so for me personally, when I'm asked to do multiple things um, and I know that I can't perform at my peak level, I will tell people, I can't do that with excellence right now. That's so good. Um, please don't forget about me. But right now, I know that I can't do that with excellence and give you so my best. So I can't do that with I can't do that with with excellence right, right now. I'm yeah. going to say I can't do that with excellence right now. I'm learning. I'm going to yeah. practice it. Yeah, it works. Uh, and people respect that. I yeah, mean, don't they? Yeah. yeah, it's not a no. It's not. I mean, they they understand where you're coming from, mm-hmm. and I think people know that about me. I hope they do. Oh, they! I'm, I know they do. You're just so so well respected in so many areas, but it hasn't always been easy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, would you share with us um, an obstacle? Share with us a challenge that you've had to face. Maybe you're still going through, or that you that you've overcome to get to where you are today. So I was at a women's conference um, in the Shoals a few weeks ago, and I heard some very accomplished. Uh, women, you know, from various walks of life. And they talked about something that we all face, um, and it's called the imposter syndrome. And it's a very real thing. It goes back to being confident, walking in that room. A room oftentimes for me is all men, Mm. all white men. Wow. Um, and and that can be wow. difficult. Um, and feeling like you belong there, you have something to contribute. So, um, and you get that little guy on your shoulder that's saying, mm, "Do you really? Do you really have information they need? Do you really deserve? Do you really deserve these accolades?" I mean, you that that can if you don't. One of the ladies named that little fellow Chester and I thought that was um, really interesting so I've named my guy Chester you've named him yeah. Chester Chester so, and Chester yes. is full of lies yes is that right he and, and he's Chester, deceitful he's deceitful and <laughs> yes. tries to tell you who you are which yes. is not who you are that's correct 
Really, yeah. he tries to make you a victim. That's right. That's right. And you have to call it out. Yeah. And, and, say and we're that. not victims. We're victorious. That's right. That's, That's right. exactly right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I, I love the idea of naming uh, the imposter that, that, that is there trying That's to right. get you to be who you're not. Because that gives some tangible kinds of ways to deal with it. You know, God, get this Chester off my off my shoulder. That's that correct. Remind me of who I am kind of thing, right? And I would imagine that men sometimes probably deal with that. But I think a lot of women do because, I mean, you women tend to feel like they're not doing enough. Um, you're working. You have children. You have husbands, first and foremost. You have um Obviously, you're you're you know, many of us have uh, our church lives and um, we're involved in boards and, and so many things. And you feel like you're just not doing enough. And so it's easy for Chester to creep in. And um, so, yeah, you, you know, you, you bring up a very valid point. Men do have and I'm going to call them in my world back in the the clinical days, uh-huh. um, insecurities. Right. Everyone has insecurities. Men, their insecurities are a little bit different. Sure. You know, they may they may be centered around ego. Right. Or not being assertive enough in their mm-hmm. mind or whatever, not being competitive mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. But it's insecurity. It's right. driven. And this Chester, for women, it's insecurity. And you're right. Women, women do so many things and multitask. We know that women can do that. Right. But, but many times it's, they believe they're just not quite good enough. So right. it's still insecurity. Right. right? It just mm-hmm. it's just a different you know, formation of right. that insecurity. But we all sure. have insecurities if we're honest and real. Uh, but I love that you have have identified uh, what a lot of women and I hope they're listening mm-hmm. uh, that they allow Chester to tell them who they are. That's right. And yeah. and, and so help me. I'm just going to probe there just a little bit. Okay. How do you get Chester? You're you're, you're coming into a room of all white men. Mm-hmm. You know you're not going to be respected. Let's just call it like mm-hmm. it is. You're going to mm-hmm. have rightly, wrongly, unfairly. Yeah. We, yeah. You know, we're not going to just live in you know all rose-colored glasses. Mm-hmm. We know that mm-hmm. that exists. Mm-hmm. How do you get Chester off your shoulder when you're walking into that type of very intimidating situation? Well, I'll go back to you. Pause at the door okay. and. No fear. You, I have no fear. You walk on in and you make sure you're prepared and have something to say. And you don't have to be the loudest voice in the room. Yeah. Um, you, you, you know, you've got to exude that confidence, obviously. But when you have something to say, make sure you have something to say that's meaningful, that's impactful. Um, so now, Crystal, the truth is everything you've just said mm-hmm. is cre- incredibly important. Mm-hmm. But. There's nothing you can say or do to change men or women in the situation. Right. You can't change others. So no. part of my, my weakness is I have this expectation that people are going to behave in a certain way or surely right. they're going to or that expectation that, well, they're going to change their behavior. Mm-hmm. But that's not what this getting Chester off your chest and coming in with no fear. Remember, mm-hmm. that's not what this is about, mm-hmm. because they the truth is they're probably not going to change. Mm-hmm. So it's about you being who you are. Right. And, right. and not basing your security on their behavior. Right. Because oftentimes the reason people act the way they do is because they're actually insecure. That's right. So that's right. You know um, and so I know that. And so I can't worry about that. Right. Mm. So. 
Mm. Yeah. And you're and, and it's so interesting that as you lead uh, mm-hmm. this this organization that mm-hmm. impacts how many businesses do you guys lead or how how many do you impact? Well, I had 800 wow. members and wow. um so you know and that doesn't even include the partners that we have in the community those you know we have leadership programs and things of that nature mm-hmm. that you know people go through and so very impactful organization which is one reason I'm at the chamber because I did ask God to to put me in a place where I could serve that would make a difference in the lives of businesses and and other individuals. You are influencing such a large number of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, What an awesome opportunity Mm -hmm. that that, uh, you are involved in and leading and investing in your team and they're investing Mm -hmm. in others. I want to ask you about this, if I could. Mm -hmm. Right now, in in my world, what I'm seeing everywhere uh, across the country and beyond mm-hmm. is is this um, attrition and, and retention issue. Yes. It's so difficult for companies, large or small, from Fortune 100 to entrepreneur startups, right. to find, you, you mentioned it, but to find people who want to work first, right. then to retain them. Right. What are you learning from your role at the chamber that people are doing to address this issue of of getting people to work, getting people to, to, to come and, and work in an organization and keeping the people you have. Any tidbits about that? Well, uh, I think we have to understand, first of all, it's not always about money, um, especially when you become seasoned um, and uh, our staff is fairly seasoned. Um, it's about quality um, of the workplace uh, and knowing that your opinions and ideas are respected, um, that you have a voice. Um, and, you know, for me, it's important to know what motivates our team um, and respecting them and making sure I say thank you. It's something that we don't do enough of anymore, um, I'm, I'm noticing, but I'm very appreciative um, of our team and mm. what we do. And I don't ever fail or try not to fail to say thank you um, to them, mm. you know, for a job well done. And um, they know how much I value them. Listen to what Crystal is teaching us. It's not all about money. This big issue of, of retention and, and attrition. No, it's about providing quality in the workplace by offering respect and allowing your team members to, to feel heard and, and to feel like um, you appreciate them, to have gratitude, to make them feel valued. Guys, that is that's amazing uh, reminder. That's an amazing thought process for us as we as we try to solve this huge dilemma of attrition and uh, and in uh, the great resignation. You know, it's not about throwing money at it. There are other things that we can do. Well said, uh, Crystal. It reminds me, I had a conversation last week before last with an executive from a large Fortune 100 mm-hmm. international company. Mm-hmm. And they are struggling with um, attrition, mm-hmm. except for his team, his executive right. team. He, he leads mm-hmm. a, a large, he's a VP, sure. he leads a large, anyway. All that to say, he told me, he said, you know, our team members tell me that we're not here because of name the corporation. Mm-hmm. We're, we're here because of you. Yeah. We're here because you have been investing in us right. and we want to work for you. And, and they have sustained that uh, through isolation when mm-hmm. we had to go virtual, mm-hmm. you know, and now they're coming back and a hybrid. Mm-hmm. And they could have gone 
mm-hmm. anywhere. And mm-hmm. uh, but as long as I love what you said, it's not about money. Mm-hmm. It obviously, it has to be a sure you know a competitive um, um, rate, but. Right. There's so many other things, right. and you have done a beautiful job of, right. of listing those for us of what we can do. Right. We forget those things. Right. We we default to, oh, my goodness, we throw our hands up. We can't afford this, or we have to throw more money at that. Or, That's right. And, and and many times it's just about doing these things that you've encouraged us to do today right. uh, with your team, being about the people. Right. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Crystal, you've done it again. I don't know how. You're amazing. Um, uh, your insight is, and I told you this earlier before we started this podcast, your insight is rare. Um, we know there's an inverse correlation between um, rising in leadership and depth a lot of times or, or insightfulness. Sometimes it seems that the CEOs and presidents don't want to hear they, they only want to hear themselves, and, mm-hmm. and uh, so we lose the ability to hear as we rise. But not you. Not you. You're you're an exception, and that's so inspirational to me and to so many people. So thank you for that. Well, Larry, that's important to me. Um, I, let me just add one more thing. Uh, I was in a conference, and something that disturbed me the other day, I heard someone say that servant leadership is not relevant any longer. <laughs> I was appalled. I kind of checked out after that. And um, I subscribed to Matthew 23 and 11. Um, The greatest among you is serving others. Right. Mm, That's right. And and that's me. That's that's what I wake up and live by every day. And I think that's important. I'm not seeing that as much as I would love to see that. Um, But authentic leaders are serving and they know that um, that that's what we're called to do. You know, the day that servant leadership becomes irrelevant is the day that leadership becomes ineffective and irrelevant. I'm going to ask you to leave us with a thought for those aspiring leaders mm-hmm. in just a moment. But I have to say to you, uh, thank you for taking that stand. Because when servant leadership becomes mm-hmm. irrelevant, mm-hmm. Um, then I think leadership as a whole becomes mm-hmm. irrelevant. Right. That really is what effective leadership sure. uh, is all about. It's what mm-hmm. defines a true leader, I think. That's amazing. I would mm-hmm. be appalled as well. Yeah. And, and I know there are fads and, you know, right. we got to use this terminology right. and this jargon. But at the end of the day, it's about serving our people That's and, right. and caring for our people. Right. Um, so these leaders who are listening to you and they're going, wow, I want to be where she is. I, I want to I want to lead like Crystal. Uh, what would you tell them? What are some just two or three nuggets that you would say to them? This is what I want to lead with you, e- e- either young aspire, or people who are just in, in leadership in general. Uh don't be afraid to stretch yourself to get out of your comfort zone. Um, mm. it, that's important. Surround yourself with um, those that I mentioned that are brilliant, um, that are, are doing some of the things that you'd like to do. Um, ask questions. Mm. Um Find good mentors, people that are willing to take you under their wings. Um, very, I've never come across anyone that wasn't willing to to answer questions and, right. and help, especially living in the South. I mean, people are always willing to take time and right. spend time with you if you just ask. Don't be afraid to ask. Mm, that's a good part of our culture, isn't right. it? Right. Yeah. 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 These are these are awesome. Thank you for this. And if we could just do these things. We would all be better leaders, right? Um, Crystal, Crystal, as you as you have 
talk today, I was just sitting here reflecting. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, um, and if if we could somehow get your message out, have you, and here's where I'm headed with this. Crystal, have you thought about writing a book? <laughs> uh, no, but I tell you, a really, really good book. It's called Crossing the Line. <laughs> and there's an acronym in that book that I love, GRIT, yes, right? Yes, right? Yes, right? Yes. Uh, get over yourself because I've had to learn to do that. Run to the hard things. Now, I'm working on the running, but I'm doing some of the hard things. <laughs> running to the hard things, inspiring oh. others, and the taking time, I'm working on that. So you, yeah. thank you for that. My yeah. goodness. Everybody needs to get your book. Well, I hope it will be helpful. If it will yeah. help a few people, yeah. then I'm, uh, we're doing what we're called to do, right? Yes, that's right. That's Christy, right. you're amazing. Thank you for this time. You are amazing. Mm. I appreciate what you do so much, you and your team, and that you do it here in Decatur. We do. And, and abroad, of course, but you're... Right. Home you're, base is right your here. Your home, home base, base is right here. That's it. <laughs> Take care, Crystal. Yeah, thank you. Well, I tell you, I feel like that I have just sat with a sage and I have been able to to garner the the truths from her. I'm so um, appreciative of of the time that Crystal gave us, but even more importantly, the truths that she gave us. Uh, She talked about uh, what it took to be successful. Uh, as an African-American woman who is now leading an all-woman team uh, as the CEO and president of, of our local chamber. But more than that, she gave us tools for our own leadership. Uh, how do we deal with our insecurities? The, the Chester on on the shoulder that tells us we're not good enough. Uh, how do we deal with leading a team through um, difficult times? And what do we want that team to know? And w- what what must happen in order to have difficult conversations? All of those things she talked about. And, uh, I, I, you know, this is really, honestly, this is probably one of those podcasts you want to kind of back up and listen to again so it can saturate in uh, just uh, amazing things. As, as leaders, she encouraged us to, you know, don't, don't be afraid to get out of our comfort zone. She said, hey, surround yourself with people who are brilliant and, and learn from them and learn how to ask questions of others and, and develop those relationships where people can speak into your life so that you can then speak into the lives of others. A truly inspirational, authentic uh, leader, Crystal Brown. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it was as insightful for you as it was for me. Uh, Thank you for being a part of our Crossing the Line family. We look forward to being together again soon as we cross the line to make a difference in the lives of others.